is End Times 101, part three. And it's a lot to cover, so I'm just gonna give an overview of the timeline that I am following, that I believe might be a, a good timeline to pay attention to. Um, but let's begin with the scripture in Matthew 24:36. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be with the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill, one will be taken, the other left. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you must also be ready, because the Son of Man will come in an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is this faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their proper food at proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Tell, truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, My master is staying away a long time, and he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he is not aware of. He will be cut into pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay, so I'm going to present to you... Uh, this timeline that is partly from my own thoughts and feelings and research and partly from uh, my nephew at www.calculatingthelast7.com who studies uh, Hebrew and who studies all the time and researches. Um, so one thing that really helped me understand, because there's so much confusion about, you, you can't, some people you can't talk about the end times too, because they say, well, no man knows the day or hour. We have plenty of signs and plenty of specific days about the end times. The end of, is, is one week, week of days like God says the number of days it's like a time and time and half a time there's specific days that after the desolation 2,300 days there's the day the Antichrist gets set up the day that happens when simultaneously other things are happening and the Lord says when these things happen three and a half years we have three and a half years of tribulation so I think in my one-on-one -on -one talks, if that really made sense to me, 
like no because then we can talk about dates we can talk about times god said there was a generation from israel becoming a nation to look for these things so that's 70 years it was in 2017 slash 2018 whether you want to think about the treaty or them becoming a nation so and then we have a very specific calendar that the lord has set forth from the beginning a calendar of the harvest and a moon calendar the hebrew calendar so the corrected hebrew calendar is 6018 we're in the year 6018 and it's 2018 in our calendar in the united states but it's it's uh 6018 in the corrected to hebrew calendar so we are in that last thousand years already we are in that day of rest we've already come into that and it it happened about 18 years ago so this was very significant to me and i'll post this link and everything it's very significant to me to get a handle on the correct day of the hebrew calendar because that makes sense with things i've gone through like I said, in 2001, I had my vision of the end of the universe. Stars were falling, scrolling back of the universe, nothing could hold it together, light separating from darkness, and that was the end of the universe. And then I had the whole intercession for the false birth of the Antichrist, so I already knew the Antichrist was on the rise. and. I felt the Lord was already coming like this is like I was paying attention you know and um, so in in my uh, nephew's uh, research he feels as if the Lord showed him that the seals the first four seals were already broken at that time so the possible date of that fulfillment was September 11th, 2001, 9-11. Now I had prophesied 9-11 uh, to the demise of being friends with anyone. They thought I wanted death to happen. But I prophesied there would be a sudden death happen to a large number of people in the United States, that it would affect the stock market, it would have something to do with Islam and that I sent the, my book with the prophetic warning to New York Times. So I was pretty prepared when that happened. Um, I didn't know anyone else who was prepared. I know now there are several other prophets that had seen something, but I felt glad to be prepared. Um, so this prophecy... Um, fulfillment that perhaps on 9-11 perhaps the four seals began to come out in the book of Revelation because it was already time right the end of the thousand years and nobody the revelation isn't a linear it's not all linear there's some linear parts in it but there's some parts because John couldn't write everything all together so there's layering of parts there's parts when you know the two witnesses will come at the same time as the antichrist is rising so to me this makes so much sense because at that time many things began to change 
So the first seal rider on a white horse came, I'll talk about that in another talk, the opening of the second seal, the opening of the third seal, the opening of the fourth, all going out in a different place across the earth, bringing different calamities and woes. And those are still happening. Those aren't, they didn't just happen on 9-11. Those were the opening of the seals for them to happen. So the fifth seal with the martyrs crying out. Um, now, I already felt this in 2003, 2004. Uh, I was really hearing about who will avenge our blood. I was doing a lot of work with the First Nation um, researching the First Nation and um, the calculating the last seven, um, the thoughts are this was when the Egyptian Coptic Christians in were martyred, and, and we all saw it. We all saw that on the internet, um, which was February fifteenth, two thousand fifteen. And then, of course, that's ongoing. The there's martyrs. You know, the seal was open, but the the meaning of the seal was like, it's time to avenge our blood. Like it's heating up for the Lord to be avenging that blood. Like that's not going to go on forever. The true believers have been martyred over all of time. And that is not going to go on forever. The Lord is coming back to take back his earth. And if you're not excited about that, then you may not know him. And I encourage you to know him, like really press in to know the Lord. Because I'm telling you, there's a lot of kids that are being abused, that are excited about his coming back. There's a lot of women that are really oppressed and they're excited about his coming back. There's a lot of persecuted Christians all over the world, super excited about him coming back. Like they're, they're crying out, is in his ears like he always has cared you know how you say like where could God be with all the suffering well he's allowed his earth to go on with free will and we're you know in charge and stuff but that day is over it's over and just like when Jesus stood up and said this day the scripture is fulfilled I mean already many prophecies have been fulfilled and they're already, he's already coming. So I personally um, am looking for the sixth seal where there'll be the great earthquake and um, let's read that here if I have it open. So Revelation 6. Okay, so I'm just saying possibly the four seals have already been opened. Those are already going out over the earth, and I'm going to tell you what those are in another talk. Um, the fifth seal, possibly already open. The martyr's voice has gone up to the Lord's ears, and he is coming. So the sixth seal is Revelation 6.12, and I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig tree casts her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departs as a scroll, 
when it is rolled together and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. So see what I was saying? Like I got the vision of the scrolling, like it could have already started to be happening. That could already be happening right now. I mean, we don't know if, the, if it's already happening. We can't see it happening. The universe is huge, but that could already be happening. And the Lord was showing me that. Um, and then that could that's happening at the same time as Revelation 12. So right now I'm looking for the earthquake, the great earthquake, a huge earthquake. And the sun, eclipse of the sun and the moon turn into blood. And then the kings of the earth and the great and the rich and the chief and the bondmen hiding themselves in dens and rocks. Well, who will hide us from the wrath of the Lord? Like the great day of his wrath has come, who is able to stand? So then the next Revelation 7, that I believe is linear. There's a wrath coming that we're not involved in. But I believe during Revelation 6, the last part of 6, the sixth seal, we are here. And um, I'm also looking for the little horn. I'm looking for that coalition of the beasts with the ten horns, the seven heads, and the little horn coming up. Uh, when that little horn comes up, uh, which I said I think perhaps is Iran. It could be someone else. But when it subdues three nations, uh, that you know, I'm really looking for that as well. I've been looking for that uh, since 2006. So... There'll be lots of detail into these things, I believe. But like I said, and I'm going to keep saying it, nobody knew. When he was born, all his people, and I'm talking to the church here. I'm talking to the church. A lot of people in the church are going to be like the Pharisees, thinking they know what's happening. And I haven't really been part of the subculture of the church for quite some time. I, I tend to want to be alone and be with the Lord. And I fellowship with, of course, other believers. But I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe just let's think about that a lot, you know, so we can pay attention. And then I know the church, you know, we don't want to suffer. He's given us so many signs and so many dates. And um, there's... If you follow this link below, uh, the Prophecy Countdown in the CalculatingTheLast7.com, you can follow with us as we're watching for these prophetic things and some that have been fulfilled. Because some are fulfilled very quietly because Jesus is still who he was as a baby and as a suffering Messiah until he comes again. I really believe that until he comes again. He is still, you gotta, you got to seek him out and you got to want to go to that cross with him. You got to want to go through a hard time with him. Um, none of his disciples knew. They didn't get it. I mean, John followed him closely, but none of them really got that he was going to die. I mean, they were terrified after that happened. So I just want us to be prepared for anything so that then we're greatly surprised. And I have some great news about if we're going through the tribulation, great news, great news about the wedding and the song of songs and getting really close to him. It's great news. It's great news. And if we are martyred, like we're not even the martyrs that were martyred, the Hebrews 11 says we're in, the world wasn't even worthy of them. And do I think I could be martyred 
I'm, t I'm like, I don't think I can, but I think if the Lord was in me, I could, I, that's all I know. And there may be many of us that are not though. We may be hidden in the wilderness with the Lord, but you want to be getting into that place with him. So you're not sitting there thinking God's going to keep blessing you and your big house and your whatever, when there all this stuff's going on. Like, if you have a lot, you're going to be required to take care of others. So, anyway, um, the significant prophecy that was fulfilled, um, I'd like to talk about in a whole video by itself um, and give another thought about what, what the desolation of the temple really looks like and also what the Antichrist might look like when he sits in that set-apart place, because it may not be a temple, it may be a Sukkot, it may be a tent. And so there's certain dates from that point in Daniel, which we're going to talk about, and I'll talk, probably talk about this more in depth in the next video, Daniel 8, um, about the desolation of the temple and how that's already happened, I believe. Uh, when the Islam took um, the uh, remains of the temple that is there in Israel, in Jerusalem, uh, illegally, truckloads and truckloads. When you watch the videos, you'll just weep. You'll weep. You know that you'll know that that's been trodden down um, by things that are not clean. And so, I want to explain it in another video because it's too much. And then the thought that we all think this temple should be in a certain way and everything. And we all think the gospel has to go out to every person and it already is going out. And so I'm saying to you that I believe we're already in the last, the last week. I, I believe we're already in the last week of Daniel. So... If you want to learn more, then click into my videos, and um, if you don't, that's fine, and um, I'm just going to pray right now in Jesus' name, uh, Lord, I'm just nothing, I'm nothing at all, I'm just a humble ground, my heart is a humble place for you to dwell, it's a humble place for you to dwell, Lord, you say, you dwell with the humble, and you don't dwell with the haughty and prideful. And you say, who will build a house where you could rest? And I want my, my life to be a resting place for you, Lord. I want my heart to be a place where you could rest, and you could be. And I pray in Jesus' name for anyone, anyone who wants to know you, that they will come to know you at this time. And for anyone that knows you, and we're all trying to figure this out, wherever there might be a glimmer of truth, then we want to know that and take out everything that's not true and only give us your truth, Lord, so we can be prepared. And thank you for your prophets that are prophesying. And thank you for their preparation right now that you are are doing to strengthen the church, to strengthen us. And I just praise you and I thank you, Lord. And I pray that those that don't want to hear 
please keep them away from this YouTube channel uh, because as long as I have breath and as long as I have the internet, I'm going to be posting these these things so we can we can be prepared. And I ask all these things in Jesus' name, Lord, seal seal your bride, seal your people, seal your people right now, your true people of Israel and your true believers in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so look for my next video. Uh... Hush, little baby, don't you cry. One day we're gonna fly in the sky. Taken up with him on his wings. So listen carefully as I sing. Don't 